Welcome to the 7 Daily Choices Podcast, a podcast designed to empower you to transform your relationships, optimize your leadership, and ignite your world. My name is Dow Tippett, and I want to help you create, build, and sustain a thriving life with others. This week, we're going to start our segment, our uh, few podcasts on honesty and choosing honesty. We've been slowly going through the seven daily choices, diving a little deeper into each one of them, and we're going to keep that up until uh, things shift around here. I am hoping that there will be a shift sometime in September, uh, maybe early October, but until then, we're going to keep just going through the seven daily choices and diving deeper into them. And so today, we're going to start our time talking about honesty. And when we talk about honesty, we want to talk about radical honesty. This is the kind of honesty that we don't back down to always tell the truth. Um, Ron Johnson, in a podcast with John Ortberg, said this, Brutal honesty may be the highest form of kindness you can do. Let me say that again. Brutal honesty may be the highest form of kindness you can do. And what he's saying there is that we're, when we're in relationship with other people, being completely honest with them is one of the ways that we show kindness. Far too often, people are not honest with each other because they're too busy being nice to be kind. And what we have to learn is that telling people the truth and the whole truth and nothing but the truth is not unkind. Most of us want to be in relationship, but what gets in the way is the truth. It, it, it's really telling people how we feel. We're, we have relationships all the time that struggle because we don't really tell people how we feel. We need to be doing that all the time. So look, every relationship, uh, according to Ron Johnson, he says there's there's three things we're doing in every relationship. We're either launching a relationship, we're deepening a relationship, or restoring a relationship. All relationships are in one of those phases. Either they haven't started, and as we say, we're creating them, or we're building them, we're deepening them, or we're restoring them. We're doing what it takes to sustain them, and we're back in that restoration process. We talk about uh, restoring relationships and recreating relationships, and every relationship is in one of those phases. And so there are three things that we're doing all the time. We're either we're either bu- creating, building, or sustaining, or restoring relationships, okay? So we're making them last. But oftentimes... Keeping the peace, as we like to say it, is an arrangement, not a relationship. Keeping the peace is an arrangement, not a relationship. In other words, if I'm not able to be completely honest and even create conflict sometimes because of my honesty, we don't have a real relationship. We don't have a safe relationship. Now, what you have to understand, we've spent the last three weeks talking about safety, and safety and honesty go hand in hand. You will only be as honest as you feel safe, and you will only feel as safe as you are honest. So they have to rise and fall together. And as we're building relationships, as we're deepening relationships, we want to make sure that our honesty and our safety are rising and falling together, that we're working through that to make sure we're on track to achieve our greatest ends together in a relationship, the deepest intimacy that that relationship should afford us. In other words, in a good, healthy relationship, there are limits to the intimacy um, 
in every relationship except marriage and God, uh, there are limits, but we want to go as deep as the intimacy can afford us if we want healthy relationships. And so what that means is we have to keep going deeper. And to do that, we've got to be able to be honest with each other. To do that, we're going to have to learn how to be honest safely. Now, There are three key reasons we want to make sure we're doing this uh, for ourselves. Three things that choosing this kind of honesty in every relationship does. And I want to look at those today. So the first is it protects our influence. It protects our influence. When we can offer honesty and receive honesty uh, and honest feedback, as, as Craig Rochelle says, we don't endure feedback. We embrace it. We, we embrace feedback from others. We want it. So we seek it out. We pursue honest feedback because we want to be our very best. And the more we do that, we're going to protect our influence because we are all prone to not see clearly. Let me say that again. We are all prone to not see clearly. And because we don't see clearly and we can't see the world clearly, we have a very narrow perspective on the world. Every single one of us, the brightest, most open-minded, influential people in history have a narrow view on the world. And so we need to get from other people, we need the input, we need the influence of honest feedback coming to us. And we also need to be able to give it because those around us also have a narrow view of the world. And that narrow perspective restricts us from being our very best. And so if we want to give people um, and we want to serve people, then what we have to do if we want to lead people is protect our influence by being radically honest. There was a podcast series that went on for a little while called Radical Candor, worth every minute to listen. Sometimes it it's not a Christian podcast, so those of you who are Christians, listen, it's not always going to be the best language, but they talk about radical candor. And there is this need, especially in business and in business relationships, to be able to be completely honest with each other. And uh, Jesus even gives us this idea when he says, when you have a problem with a brother, you need to go have an honest conversation. And he, he says it in two places. Number one, if you know a brother or sister has a problem with you, if you know there's someone in your relationship, in your circle of influence that has a problem with you, you need to go have an honest conversation with them. If you have a problem with someone in your circle of influence, it's your problem, it's not their problem, it's your problem, you need to go have an honest conversation with them. And honest conversations are what cause us to see the world clearly. Now, sometimes we don't see clearly. We have to admit that. And so we need help seeing more clearly. Sometimes it's just simple honesty, though, that's going to allow us to do that. And when we choose that that lifestyle, when we choose a lifestyle of radical honesty, what we do is we protect our influence. You may be hearing kios in the background. Uh, I am in the dojo during karate class today. So uh, you've got that radical honesty that we need to look for. The second thing that radical, that this this um, radical honesty we talk about, the second thing it does is it protects your profits. If you are in business, this protects your organization. Maybe you aren't about profits. Maybe you're in a nonprofit or you're in a church and your your success is measured differently, but your success will still rise and fall on honesty. And here's why. Here's what we understand. There was this study done 
by a consultant named Ron Carucci. I think I'm pronouncing that right. It was a 15-year study. I read about this on LinkedIn. Did a 15-year study, and here's what he deter- here's what he found out. Companies that suffer from departmental rivalries are 5.82 times more likely, five, almost six times more likely to have systemic problems with honesty. And widespread issues with honesty like that can pave the way to the kind of scandals that rot Wells Fargo or Volkswagen in recent years. We've seen this stuff. It's blown our world up, these kinds of, these, um, these scandals we've seen in these companies. And what happens is companies aren't, are filled with people who are struggling with honesty. And if we're not being honest with each other, we're going to wreck our profits. We've got to be able to be honest with each other, and we've got to fight for honesty inside our organizations if we are going to keep our organizations above board, and we're going to make more profit. We're going to, we're going to be able to project that into the world. Um, I don't know about you, but I struggle with this with companies. I, I've had issues with cars over the years, um, and if anybody knows how to not have issues with cars, please let me know. I keep having issues with cars, and there was one company in particular um, don't know that I should put them out there because, you know, they may want me to work for them someday. But there was a car company, and we had a problem with our car. And the problem was such that it caused our engine to blow up. And what we found out is there was a valve in the engine that, that's l- smaller than the size of a dime that was known to stick and cut off the oil to the engine. And the company knew it was a problem. It was a systemic problem with their engines, but they wouldn't fix it. They didn't tell anybody. There was never a recall. And here's why. It didn't usually stick till after the warranty was up. So they didn't feel it was their responsibility to fix it after the warranty. They didn't feel like this this problem that their car had day in, day out, all the time it had, and this problem existed, and they knew it existed, and they didn't feel the need to fix it or tell people about it because the problem usually occurred after the warranty was up. Now, listen, that's just dishonest, and you got to know something. Unless this company brings me in and turns things around... (laughs) Uh, and changes their culture and changes those ways and gets rid of that kind of dishonesty, I will never buy a car from them. Never, ever, ever again will I buy a car from them. I even started to look at it this last time I needed a car, and I chose differently because I just can't trust them because of what they did. They knew this was a problem, and they didn't do anything about it. Now, on the other hand, I own a Subaru. Now, I'll say Subaru because... I've had a few problems come up with Subarus that probably would have never caused me an issue, probably would have never shown up on my radar. They were small enough that most cars were probably never going to have have it happen. And yet my car has been brought back in twice at the company's expense while loaning me another car that I love driving around, by the way, um, because they want to make sure they're doing it right all the time. You saw this happen with Toyota when there were some issues with Toyota. They did everything they could to say, hey, we know we've had some problems. We know some things came up. This is not who we are. It's not who we want to be. And so we want to pay that forward and pay it back to our customers. And so they did. They went out of their way to, listen, you can mess up 
as long as you're being honest. People will accept and forgive you if you are honest about the problem and you do everything you can to fix it. But inside companies, what happens is we we get people being dishonest with each other and being dishonest inside the company. And dishonesty rips and tears at the fabric of who we are, and it destroys our profits. Not only the profits we make inside our company, but the profits we make from those outside our company. So we're going to protect our influence with honesty. We're going to protect our profits with honesty. And number three, we're going to protect our heart with honesty. Dietrich Bonhoeffer said this, a German theologian. Here's what he wrote. A man who confesses his sins in the presence of a brother knows he is no longer alone with himself. He experiences the presence of God in the reality of the other person. One of the reasons we need to be radically honest is when we are radically honest with those around us, it puts us in a place of protecting our heart and recognizing we are not alone. When we are radically honest with others, we create a situation where we begin to understand and embrace the reality that we are not alone. And when we choose to share with someone else the things we're struggling with or the things that are hard for us or the things that we know we failed at or the problems we made, and we do that with somebody in the room, that person has the room to help us experience the forgiveness of God, to experience the forgiveness and grace that allows us to get up and continue and to live into the next day and the next and the next because we're willing to be honest it gives us the ability to protect our hearts from being destroyed. We like to say about honesty right around here that it shines light into the world. It hinders us from self-deception. It opens us to new ideas and new thoughts. And it works. Always. Honesty is the best policy. No matter what you think, no matter what you feel, no matter what might happen, no matter how people respond, sometimes people respond poorly to honesty, and they don't like that radical honesty because sometimes honesty stings. It can hurt, and, and sometimes people don't like it when you reveal the truth to them, but the fact is honesty works always. We need to be known as honest people in everything that we do. We want to be the kind of people who are constantly honest. When we do that, our hearts get protected. Our hearts are saved from feeling alone with our brokenness, alone with our sins, alone with our failures, alone with our mistakes, because we know we've made them. We know we've made them. But when we choose to share them with others and to be honest about them, we're able to no longer feel alone. Because when we honestly and openly and kindly share our flaws, you know what people do? They surround us with grace. Why? Because they all have flaws and they know it. And so together, we're able to live in a world where we feel that sense of togetherness. We feel that sense of camaraderie that goes deeper when we know the people in our life are honest with us and we are honest with them. It just protects our hearts. So reviewing, it protects our influence when we're radically honest. It protects our profits when we're radically honest, and it protects our heart when we're radically honest. As Ron Johnson says, we want to stick to brutal honesty. Brutal honesty is maybe the highest form of kindness you can 
do. And I think Ron Johnson's on to something. And if you listen to people who talk about organizational health, one of my favorites, Pat Lencioni, he's constantly talking about how we've got to be able to be honest with each other. We've got to be able to talk to each other. It is just an absolute necessity if we want to have organizations that are going to thrive together. So this next couple of weeks, we're going to talk more about honesty and, and how we get there. This week, we wanted to talk about the why. Three reasons. Three reasons for radical honesty. Next week, we're going to talk about who. Who do we need to make sure we're being honest with? And then we're going to talk about what it takes to create radical honesty, what it looks like to be radically honest with each other. Listen, thanks for listening. Uh, if you like what you heard, could you do me a favor and share it with someone uh, on Facebook or on other social media platforms? Also, be sure to give us a rating or review. You can only do that once in iTunes, but it helps us get the message out to more people. The more ratings and reviews we get wherever you listen to this, it helps us get that out. Finally, if you're looking for a coach or a speaker, uh, either virtual or live um, for your event, please let me know. Just send me an email at support at sevendailychoices.com and we'll get together and figure out how I can bless you and your team or your group uh, with the teachings of the seven daily choices and what's going to be best for you so that I can make sure and honor you in what you need and serve you with what you need. Finally, remember this, life is a gift. Living is a choice and living is measured in relationships. So choose relationship today.